Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, We are so happy you decided to join us today. Um, Before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. It is so easy to set up and break down. I think that's what makes it so handy to use and why I'm basically using it every day at practice. Um, Mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $400. You said that right, $400 off your next purchase. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It is run by a basketball coach for basketball coaches at any level. Um, It's... uh, it, you're not going to find anything out there and it's got a 14 day free trial. We believe in it so much. We want you to join. We want you to come and kick the tires around. If it's not for you, it's not for you. Um, but I can tell you people love it. I can tell you that people do not want to leave, uh, go over and check it out. And it's got everything from clinics to videos, to, to, uh, me talking to lessons, to courses, to handouts, to practice planning, to parenting, to whatever you need as a basketball coach, it's got it in there. Also go over and check out our other podcasts, High School Hoops, 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast, Funnel Down Defense, and leave a five-star review. We'd love those. All right, let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, so, Coach Blaine, so uh, a fellow state championship coach, so, can, you know, yeah, I feel we, very 2009, pro- we both did it in 2009. We did, we did, uh, 2009. That was, I always say the first one is for the school. The second one was kind of for um, – the players. It was a, yeah. that was a that was the one that Jerron promised. He promised it in two. We lost in 08, and he promised it in the press conference in 08 that we were going to win it in 09. So that entire year was very stressful. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the Joe Namath thing. But go ahead, Coach. I'm going to have you. <laughs> That's I'm all right. Gonna, okay, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Sure. And then kind of give your basketball journey, and then I will. Um, I'll jump in, and we'll talk okay. we'll talk practice planning. We'll talk all sorts of fun stuff. That sounds great. I appreciate you having me on, Coach. It, I, it sounds like fun. 
my journey, my name is Jim Blaine, and I am the currently the head men's basketball coach at Clark University in Dubuque, Iowa. Um, I took the, low, the road less traveled to become a head college coach. It was never something that was really on my radar. Um, and where, I, okay, so I know Dubuque. Sure. I know Dubuque, so before yeah. we go too far. So I know, where, I know where University of Dubuque is. Where are you mm-hmm. guys located in relation to them? We are, uh, let's see, we're, we're at, all three schools are like, you can throw a rock and hit them. Okay. Um, so they, if you go down university, we're kind You're of. up the hill, right? Yeah, we're right, you know where Dubuque Senior High School is? Uh-huh. We're right across the street from Dubuque Senior. Okay, I mean, okay. sort of kitty corner on Clark yeah. Drive. And um, yeah, so we're, we're probably the smallest of the three campuses in Dubuque, but. Uh, okay. You know, uh, it's great it's town. Dubuque's a yeah, great it is. town. It is. It's, it's a great, a great town. college town. It's just a great town. 65,000 or 60,000. It is. It's a great um, town. I still live on the good side of the river though. I, I still have my 608 area code. And, okay. So, um, so go, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. That's so you, right. were, you go back to your high school coaching career and then. Yes. Yeah. Um, I actually got started. I was going to college at UW Platteville and which is only like 14 miles from my hometown. Yep. And my high school basketball coach called me and said, we need somebody to coach junior high. Um, whoever was doing it had got a different job and couldn't do it. I'm like, sure. Why not? Um, so that's how it started. And then tough job to fill. Those are tough jobs to fill, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, when you're a college kid, man, you're going to pay me 800 bucks to do this. Sure. Why right. not? It sounds right. like fun. And, and as my buddies said, you got the itch and, uh, enjoyed it. Um, actually started in girls high school. Um, okay. did some, uh, varsity and JV high school girls. And then, Became the assistant coach at Benton in the early 90s. Uh, moved across to Southwestern to get a head job for four years. And then the Benton job came open again. It was 99. They were coming off a winless season. And my one of my former teachers, who was the AD, called me and said, we want to hire you because we want somebody that's – I don't want a college kid that we're going to have to hire somebody every two years. We want somebody right. that's going to stay here and – and do it. So I took it and we won one game my first year, uh, seven, my second, 10, my third, and then we won the conference title. And from there we won uh, seven conference titles in 10 years. We had, there was a, there was a time Steve where it was Madison Memorial, Benton, Randolph and Cuba city. We had a streak. We were, Cuba city and us had one had six 20 win seasons in a row. I think Randolph had nine and you had seven. Yeah, time. I, I was talking like to Mark that. Miller today, too, because I, you know, he's doing that streaks like I think um, yep. Germantown has the 69. I said, I said, Mark, I, you need to look into this. But the mo- the proudest streak I have of all, you know, all the mm-hmm. state tournament things is we won 14 straight conference championships. Yep. I believe it. I believe Randolph. I thought Randolph might have done it, but they didn't. I don't think they did. No, we so won I said, six in a row. We so won I six in a row. Fourteen is yeah. like that's a, that's a, well, that's that, that's crazy. It's crazy. Six in a row is crazy. Fourteen yeah, I know. in a row is is off the off the wall. I crazy. said I don't know if that record's been broken. I, I maybe pious girl. I'd yeah, to, maybe maybe. But it's like I said, you got to go back and look at that because that's a that's a yeah. crazy record. That me. is a crazy record. Like I we like I said, we won six in a row undisputed and. Right. You know, that's half a decade for crying out loud. 14 in a row is a decade and a half. So. I know. It's crazy. Um, and then from there, um, on, it, was, it was a day after Labor Day. And uh, my phone rang, and it was a friend of mine that taught at, at Clark. And 
their assistant coach had just left late. He took a, uh, a junior college head coaching job and they had recruited David Nice who played for me at Benton for four years and had played one year at Clark at the time. And so apparently they, I was close. They had seen us play because of David. They called me and were like, would you be interested to be in a college assistant? And I talked right. to my wife and my kids and, and we live 20, my, my door to, to Clark is 22 miles. So that's what that probably played into it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. We, we never had to, my kids still go to school in Benton. My, my oldest son is a freshman okay. um, this year that played, played for David Nice, in fact. Okay. So there's kind of a, a yeah, you know, full circle. Yeah. full circle there, which, which is awesome. I, David's one of my favorites. But, and so at what took, point did you decide to get out of the business that you were running then? When I became the head coach. Okay. Um, the, after my year as the assistant, the head coach left and uh, uh, took a, a job in Nebraska. And lo and behold, there I sat and became a head college coach and honestly didn't have any idea what I was doing. Uh, thought I did. Right. Um, and, but then once I became the head coach, it was impossible to run the business. I did it for about a year um, as best I could. And it was, was going to go under if I kept doing that. And right. I sold it to a guy in Missouri who right. bought it as his retirement plan. So he's just having some fun with it. Right. Um, and, and, uh, and, uh, what didn't you know? What, what, in retrospect, what did you think you knew and what didn't you know? Well, I, what I didn't <laughs> know was, was recruiting, you know, I mean, it's the name I, of the game, baby. Yeah. And I mean, I, I knew how to call kids up and talk to them. I mean, I'm, you know, we're, right. we're all coaches. We're pretty personable. We're, right. we're going to be able to talk to people, but I didn't know how to begin to find them. And I, I had literally never gone to an AAU event until I was the head coach at Clark and the we hired an assistant who had been a volunteer at St. Norbert. Okay. And he, he basically put together our whole recruiting. It's like, here's where we got to go. You know, I had no idea what I was doing and how to organize it or anything. So and here's he somebody, that th I think I know talent and I think I can yeah. see talent, but I don't know. So this is a question I've always wondered is when you go to those events, it seems I mean, I can, I can pick out the top three kids. That's easy. But I ain't getting the top. If I'm at Clark, exactly. I'm not getting the throttle. Oh, no. How, how, do you, how do you differentiate? The, how do you differentiate in, like, the one in Rockford? It was like there were so many good players. Like, how do you, yes. how do you differentiate ability? I mean, I, I, it just seems like a lot of noise to me when I'm looking at it. Yeah. Well, Honestly, the, like with the Rockford, when you're talking about it, started with the people that put in their grades, you know, that would put in their GPA and stuff. Yeah. I'd start there. It's crazy. It sounds like, okay, I'm watching Omaha Cent or Omaha South play Madison Memorial. Right. And if you had your grades in, I'm like, okay, 22 looks like he's a pretty good player. Let's check his grades first. Right. And if his grades are okay, then we're, then we're going to take the next step. Um, a lot of times you go on Twitter and see who's offered him. You know, I mean, I, there, there, I was in, it was the one in Rockford. I was watching a kid from, I can't remember where it was from. Doesn't matter. And I'm like, I thought he was a senior. He was a sophomore. I'm like this, this kid would be all right. You know, he'll be good for us. He's a senior. Right. He's got a couple years. He's going to need yep. to develop a little bit. And I got talking to people. They said, no, he's a sophomore. He's one of the top six players in the state of Illinois. Oh, uh, well, you know, that makes sense. I feel good. I knew he was good. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I think, you know, there's sort of a, 
sometimes it's thighs, you know, those six, seven wings we're not getting, we got to go six, four, six, five. Sometimes it's that. Um, and, and you just kind of know who the really good players are in the, the D one guys. And you, for us to be successful, we got to get those guys that are looked getting recruited and even in some cases offered by D2. Right. That's, they just don't want to go to Northern Michigan. They want to stay right. closer to home. Yeah. Or they're getting recruited by them, but they, you know, they fall away. You know, they don't stay, they recruit somebody else instead of him. Or right. our, we had a honorable mention all American this year was a sophomore. He's from Dubuque. And he was ready to accept in a scholarship at Northern at upper Iowa. And he was going to call him on Friday and on Wednesday, they called him and they pulled the scholarship because they already given it to somebody else. And now he's, he's a, he was the first team all conference guy for us this year as a sophomore. Right. But those are the guys we got to get to win. You know, we got to go get guys like that to win. And what's your radius? Like you're not getting um, Madison kids probably a lot. No, like for us to get Wisconsin kids, Steve, we've got to get, um, NAI has athletic money. We have scholarships, but we don't have, we don't have full rides. Some schools right. do. We right. only go to full tuition. Right. So we're going to have a hard time getting that mid, we're not going to get the uh, um, rotation guy from Wisconsin because he's going to go to a WEAC school. Right. Not, it's going to be so much cheaper. Right. Uh, we can go get like Dylan Curry from Kakana. Right. Uh, we can go get him because we can give him a little bigger scholarship because he's going to play for us right and right now he, he played came off the bench last year for so it's similar to like base it's similar like some of the baseball where you gotta here's your here's your lump you can right. break it up kind of the way you need to okay that makes right sense. it's it's a, a math and return on investment problem as much you said it in terms of knowing who's good and who's not that's the easy part right the hard part for us is yeah. we have to be able to spend the least amount of it's like moneyball we got to be able to spend the least amount of money and get the best players. Right. And, right. Uh, and, and part of that is your, that part of that is like, I was talking to a Holy Cross assistant a couple of days ago and Holy Cross is like, my son's going to Middlebury, which is like a top yep. five liberal arts school in the country. It's like, he got in. That's just like, he won the lottery basically in mm -hmm. my opinion. Um, crazy hard to get into, but those, those schools can only recruit 5% of the population that play right. basketball because no one else can get in. It was the same with the Holy Cross guy. He goes, well, we're just trying to steal a Harvard kid or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, you know, one of those, you know, kids that are up higher, a little bit higher level um, that, you know, that we want to get in. And it's the same with you. You're, you've got an academic standard probably. And then you got to look at that and you have, you, you have money. Well, that's the thing is you probably can come into the state a little bit because you got some money. Yeah. We actually don't the, have money. For the, for the, like for the better kids, for the Dylan Curry's, for the, I don't, the other thing we've got is nursing. So we've okay. gotten a couple of kids like Reed Larson from Fenimore who will eventually be a rotation guy right. for less money, but he wanted nursing. So that's, that's the Perfect. one niche, you know, right. that we've got. Um, but yeah, otherwise it, we've had our best luck with Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois. Um, my second assistant was a California guy and, and nothing against California guys, but every time we brought them in, it just didn't work. Right. Um, That's a long way to come, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and especially if you come in and suddenly, yeah, you're actually the sixth man or the seventh man. Right. It's a long way to come to sit in the bench and only play 18 minutes. Right. And so we just, we stop recruiting from distance. Now that we get a kid from distance every now and then, but it, right. 
it, it, it's Wisconsin, Iowa, Illinois. The funny part is we really seldom, I think in my years, we've had one kid from Minnesota. Um, yeah, Minnesota's, it, it would be different. It would be interesting if the WEAC was like NEI or scholarship too. If they were mm-hmm. D, if they were D2, oh, yeah. I think it would help everybody to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, well, it hurt us. But yeah. It was. It would, but I'm yeah. just saying, I think it, I mean, they are literally almost a D2. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And that's the team, like the team that wins our league, Steve, is William Penn. Um, here's the, their starting center this year transferred from uh, Pepperdine. Uh, they're starting two guard transferred in from Oakland, Michigan. And right. uh, their best player transferred in from one of the Texas schools, um, you know, like Texas, San Antonio or somebody like right. that, you know, one of the mid-level Texas schools. So that's like, we finished second. That's who we got to beat. Right. You know, we got to go out and beat guys like that. And, we, we, and how does your tournament work? How does NAI tournament work? Sure. We, we, uh, we do a conference tournament like everybody else, you know, our, for us, like our conference champ, our league gets two automatic bids. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. So our conference tournament champion gets, I'm sorry, our conference champion gets a bid and our conference tournament champion gets a bid. And then if, if like the like William Penn won both, then the second place team gets a bid. Okay. We also got a the NAI does a weird thing where nah, I don't know if it's weird or not, but it's different. They give what's called a host bid. And because the tournament's in Kansas City and our conference is based in Kansas City, uh, we got a host bid. So once we locked up second place in late February, we knew we were in. Because right. worst case scenario was we'd get the host bid. Right. Um, so that's all. And, and every conference has, it depends how many teams are in your league. Like if you're a league of, I think it's 11 or fewer, you get one automatic bid, yeah. 12 to 15, you get two. If you get six, how many make the tournament? 32. Now next year we're going into all one. Cause that was any ID one. Okay. Now next year we're going any ID one and D two are just combining. So it'll be 64 teams next year. Okay. And how will that change things from D one and D two? Well, I, I think it helps us. Because the NAI D1, there was a, you could use 11, enough money for 11 scholarships. Right. You know, so some teams were given fulls and, and allotting others here and there. And our school, and this isn't a criticism, it's just what it is. You know, it was like coaching at Benton. Right. Um, we're the smallest school, but we don't care. Right. Um, we don't give full rides. We, we only give up the full tuition. So we deal with it. Right. And that's all we can do. Right. Um, but now everybody's down to, I believe it's eight. So it brings some of those schools that were fully funded back toward us because right. we're probably using six to seven and seven. a half. Okay. Um, so it brings them. So back it might to balance us. the field out some. I hope so. I, I, you know, I, I, I hope so. I mean, I, it's, uh, it, we'll see. I mean, I, I, and I, there, I'm as a D three guy that grew up watching the WEAC and the NCAA D three tournament and how they would take four teams to a site. Right. I love that. Like I would go watch both teams play all the time. Right. Um, we're doing that next year. Now, I think that, NAI, I think that breeds, that breeds yeah. excitement. I think. Yes. Now the NEI people are going crazy because forever they've been taking 32 teams to Kansas city and playing five games in six days. Right. Well now it's gonna be more like the D three model. Um, a round of four, 16 rounds of four. And then, 16 teams go to Kansas yeah but State. i think that's going to be better for everybody i do too i mean i i do too i'm i'm the minority of of our group just because you know they've been in the nai forever and, and i get it right and there's probably a big money maker for nia to have all 64 but it's better for the schools probably to have yeah. that gate and their um 
well, yeah, just trying to win five games in six days. That's, that's crazy. I know. It's like the old state tournament. You yeah. Had to win yeah. Three in three days. Yeah. It was like, Oh my God. You just, it was, it was like whoever had the, whoever had mm-hmm. the most strength. Okay. So let's, let's go. Uh, let's talk practice planning. Sure. Um, sure. So why don't you pull up a practice plan? We can talk about that. Do you have anything as you're doing that, anything we could talk about in terms of Absolutely. how you did, I would love to know the difference between being a high school coach for the listeners and being a college coach, how, how that has differentiated your um, practice planning. Do you want me to bring the square, shared Yeah, shared bring the shared screen, screen, up right screen now. Up. Yeah, yeah, sure. do that. Uh, let's see, where is that? Uh, there it is. Because I think that's what everyone's intrigued about. Yeah. When do you practice? Okay. How is it different? How is it similar to what you were doing sure. when you were a high school coach? Well, I, I, the difference is we just get so much more time to get ready. Right. You know, I think we practiced 28 times before our first game. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So uh, in high school, you're practicing what? Like 10. Maybe 10. Yeah. 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 Um, so so we, there's just so much more time to – you can really take your time and put stuff in and, and uh, do it over and over again. And – I, you know, I think you're better at it that way, obviously. Um, I, I think in terms of practice planning, though, it's the same, you know, because some thoughts I had written down, Steve, was, was, you know, with practice, you've got to be your personality. You know, I, I, like I said, I grew up around Platteville and and I went and watched Bo's teams practice. And I've always said Bo was technique over effort. You know, they were, they were so locked into trying, they were just, it was footwork and not that they didn't coach effort right? and encourage it, but they were technique over effort. And then I went and watched his entire career. It yes, didn't change. exactly. Yep. If you don't watch his Platteville practices and watch his Badger practices, <laughs> yeah, exact same, same thing. Exact same and, thing. and then I was fortunate to, uh, excuse me, with my business, I got to go up and to about three or four of Buzz Williams practices at Marquette. <laughs> they were fantastic. Right. They were, it, and he was the opposite. They were effort over technique. Yep. And again, not that they weren't talking about technique or working on it, but it was all, we're going a thousand miles an hour. It's, it's just play hard, effort, 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 effort. Yep. And I found it fascinating. Um, I couldn't do it. It's not my personality, but it's Buzz's, you know, and, and I, I love Buzz. Buzz has I do so too. much freaking I think, energy. Yep, it's, Buzz is so real too. None yes. of that's fake with him. It's just that's so real. Yes. <laughs> and stole some great ideas from him. Um, one of them was we did with our team one time when they were doing their uh, uh, four-man workouts. They, you know, they got 7,000 managers. So Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they assigned a manager to a kid. And he had a, a clipboard with different things on him. Every time a teammate helped another one off the floor, they got a mark for that. Anytime they high five, anytime you touched one of your teammates in any way, you know, a high five, a pat in the butt, whatever, you got a mark for that. Anytime you and you like you would like I, I threw you a pass and you scored and you point back at me like, hey, good pass. You got a positive mark for that. If they bent over and grabbed their shorts, they got a negative mark. If they leaned against the wall they got a negative mark now we didn't keep track of all that right we had a student assistant for like 10 days this is second or third year i said just do positive touches we're not gonna worry about the negative stuff so we did all the positive stuff anytime teammates touched anytime 
And it was fascinating to see who our freshmen were the ones that were more enthusiastic and more in touching, encouraging guys than the older guys. And I had to get after the older guys because I'm like, what are you, you're selfish. Right. You're being selfish. You're not thinking about others. You're just trying to survive. So right. I thought that was interesting, you know? It and, is. It is. Um, high school coaches, I don't know if we could do that, but it's got to be a secret, obviously. So we did it for about 10 days in practice and I'd love to do it again. It was, it was good. It's effort. Like I was talking, that was the Holy Cross coach. That's a high school coach. Now that was, he, I'll send you the effort sheet, but he basically, he breaks down games and effort. Like sure. he has an effort sheet and it's crazy. Like it, we, it's pluses and minuses. It's yep. like, there's at times I think you have to track that stuff mm-hmm. just to show them. Cause I don't think they know. Um, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. So I, I, that was a couple things I wrote down. Um, any, and, and I got this from Kevin Eastman. Um, until you play your first game, especially on the defensive side, you have to coach in absolutes. So it can't be when, you know, Keith says, coach, if that's a non-shooter, how do I guard him? We're not worried about non-shooters right now. We're doing it this way. And then when scouting comes along, absolutely. Then you can, you know, you can help in off the, on the lane line drive, you can help from the corner off a guy who can't shoot. But until you play that first game, we try to coach in absolutes. I love that because it's like there's 18 billion different ways to deal with the ball screen. Like right. you basically better pick one and get good at it. And for us, especially yep. when you have like eight days, it's like, yeah. holy crap, what are we going to do? We're going to hard show. And, and yeah. 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 We do that too. We, we pick one. And ours is the same. Ours is a uh, uh, hard hedge. And then we, we don't tag from the strong side. So like if, if it's a, our terminology is a deuce. If it's a, a deuce ball screen is as a, a close, you know, a, a shooter in the corner on that same side ball screen. We don't tag off of him. So we don't have that guy go help the post on the roll. We bring it from the weak side. I don't know if oh, that makes sense. Or, yeah, yeah. We bring that from the weak side. Our theory is, they we can get there as fast if our guy's hedging it right they're, they're not gonna be able to make that skip pass it's gonna have to be it's it's not gonna be easy to get there. right um and we'll, I, we'll blitz the screen a lot in high school yeah. just because they don't deal with it much. Sure. but we talk about touch touch talk touch take you know kind of mm-hmm. thing like fight through that screen you know um but it's like you're right i love that idea that eastman idea of like yeah. this is the way we're gonna do because you're trying to get so much stuff and we don't have the time that you right. do, but um, yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Coach, coaching absolutes, man. It's, yeah. it's like we had a, we were, we chase every screen. We chase everybody, you know, on a, on a down screen, pin screen, whatever. We're going to chase them. It's what we believe in. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it's us. Right. And so we had a kid last year. He's like, well, what, what if, you know, he's like, well, in this situation I can do this. I'm like, we're not thinking about it. We're chasing him. Right. We're chasing him because yeah. if you do that, that guy over there that your garden shoots 44% from three, he's going to go there and they're going to score three points. Right. Because um, our whole defense is set up for this. So don't, you know, it's like, you can't start. You try to, yeah. Can't yeah, start you try to build some, yeah. You try to build some habits, I guess. And what, okay. So before we get into the practice thing, yeah. Is every, do you, do you look at the guy's schedules beforehand? Do you know yes. when they're going to, is there ever a conflict with that? Occasionally, not very often. Um, okay. We're done with classes by on Mondays, I think it's 3.30. Tuesdays, it's 3 o'clock. 
It's, so it's, it's, so it's campus-wide. It's right. campus, like, No one's yeah. running a 6 o'clock class. No. There, okay. there, are, there are night classes on Monday and Thursdays that we tell our guys, if you're going to take a night class, take it on Mondays. And then we only have to deal with it one day. Okay. And, and then we just deal with it. And it, usually a couple guys have to take one. But, and then Friday's route at 2.30. So we're usually – Okay. Okay. So yeah, I've got a spreadsheet in my office with their, with their practice times and, or with their class times. Cause the other thing we do that we get as NAI, we get more time. Um, we get 26 weeks of practice. Or is it 20, 24 weeks of practice. Whoops. I better get that right. right. Uh, from the start of school to the end. So we'll do. So like when we're practicing in end of September and October, we'll have them come in in small groups as well. And we'll do, 45 minutes twice a week of skill work. And then in April, all through April, we're doing skill work with them because we can, we've got the time to do it. So well, that's that, really nice. That it's, and then in the summer, we have no rules. We can, we can practice every day of the summer if we wanted to. Um, we don't, but we don't. Right. Uh, but like local guys like Keith and Jared or and what are you doing with them right now? They're not on campus. Obviously. No, if, if we were on campus now, we would be, right at the end of our small group workouts okay. and open gyms. Okay. Um, which is the other thing at open gym, we don't have to go hide in the corner. You know, we can right. stand there and watch them and say, Hey Keith, why don't you work on the thing we worked on this afternoon or whatever. Um, so we get to talk to them. I, I really, that's what I really like about the NAI is we get time with them. We get to, do you think the NI, NI, and you think it's safe? And I, and I, I can't, say I don't it. know. It's a great question. Um, I think we're probably if, if this whole thing comes to an end, you know, in 12 months, I mean, where we can get back to normal and, and do stuff, I think we'll be fine if it gets too much longer. Um, I don't know. It's because they don't have the finances probably right. that the NCAA does. Right. Now, fortunately our school, we are, we're good. You know, okay. we, our, our endowment is good. We don't have a lot of debts. In fact, we have very little debt. So we're in a good enough shape to now athletics drives enrollment like any small school. Right. We're in good enough shape to survive. And how many kids do you keep on your roster? We keep about – if we have, if we offer you money to come play basketball, you're going to get to play basketball. We, we keep it between 22 and 25. Okay. Uh, but we also play reserve games. Oh, you do? So, okay. Yeah. So we'll play 12 or 15 reserve games for those. And like our um, – our, uh, sorry, I've got an email there. That's right. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our uh, sixth man this past season played – well, actually, Dylan played uh, some reserve games as a freshman. Okay. Our sixth man and our seventh man were both reserve game guys as freshmen and then as sophomores. They were it's – a, it's, a, it's a strength in, in yeah. body thing. It's a, yeah. It, I think the difference between an 18 and a 20-year-old is bigger than oh, the difference man. between a 14 and an 18-year-old. I think that differentiation is bigger. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree. I don't, cause I got a 15 year old sitting in here. That's six foot four and right. um, looks like a junior in high school. Right. Yeah. You can, there's something, yeah, it's crazy what happens. Yeah. 
Um, all right, let's let's jump into the let's sure. jump into this. So, um, we talk about I shouldn't say, not to our players, but we talk about there's teaching drills, there's emphasis drills, and there's energizers. Okay. Um, so, like, if you look at our four o'clock, it says bent elbow passing, pressure passing. It's two quick passing drills that are teaching drills. And for us, the teaching in those drills, like in bent elbow passing, um, there, uh, there, it's just there's a guy got a line at the elbows and a, and a line at the bait at the baseline out of bounds, and they're playing catch. Right. Um, so if I throw it top, uh, bottom to top, I just go straight up. If I throw it top to bottom, I X and cross into the other side of the court. Do you and always thing, start with the teaching drill? Yes. Yes. We'll, we'll start with something um, to break a sweat before we stretch. Okay. Because, you know, I just, I, I don't know if it's right or wrong. And if there's somebody watching this that <laughs> knows more about this than I, they can correct me. But I always told muscles were like uh, rubber bands. Right. If you take them, if you throw a band in the refrigerator and pull it out and pull it, it's going to break. Right. Uh, if you rub it in your hands and get it warm and you can stretch it. So that's the same thing. So we will do something simple like that and a teaching drill just to get them sweating a little bit and then we'll stretch. Okay. Um, and it might be a shooting drill. And, and who does the stretches? Um, we had our, we do them, but we got it from our trainers, you know, from okay. our PT okay. people. And okay. So they're not, we actually have, which is, here's the great thing about college. I don't know, maybe you've got it at Memorial, but at a small school, we didn't. We got trainers sitting at practice every day. Yeah, we have them coming in. She come, yeah. Bree comes in whenever, I mean, but. Yeah, um, I mean, so when the Winters are down sport, they're down time actually, because half of, some are swimmers, and then the hockey okay. team's at the hockey arena. So she basically has the basketball players, the wrestlers, and the gym, gymnasts, so it's not very mm-hmm. much. They're all yeah. in the building, so that that was that's just it's so nice to have a trainer oh Oh, yeah kid kid jams his finger or something it's like i just say go to the trainer and we just we don't miss a beat yeah yeah (laughs) sometimes i don't care about you i'll talk to you afterwards right right uh, um but yeah so we'll we'll do uh like the so the for us the teaching part of the bent elbow passing is we talk about there's four things you have to do you know we we always say coaches talk about be tough with the basketball well what does that mean you know, I don't know what it means to you, but to me, it means um, catching the ball with your feet in the air, catching the ball in triple threat, using pass fakes, and uh, making decisions on the floor. Those four things, to me, are being tough with the basketball. And pass fakes are the ones that I think they're so bad. I don't, yeah, they you are. Know, they, I, yeah, I talk about breaking windows. It's like kind of a PGC yeah. thing, but it's like, yeah. you know, if you make that pass, you know, you got above the ears, you got the hips, yep. what, what, where are you going to do this? And you got to fake one way and go the other. And, and that's where we use it. We use that. We get that done in pressure passing. Okay. So, so in like, so we'll do that Ben elbow passing for like three minutes and we'll, cause usually just be playing catch. Then it'll be for a minute or like 45 seconds. And then we tell them sweep one dribble, right. And then they got to use a pass fake and make the pass. And then we'll tell them for 45 seconds and it's sweep it one dribble left. And then we're through that drill. The pressure passing, if you can get five guys in a group, that's great. You just need one ball. So you got to kind of picture this, that there's just five guys in a single line. The first guy's got a ball. He's going to roll it out to the free throw line. Okay. Second guy is going to go right behind him, close him out. All right. So the, off- the other thing that we talk about, and it kind of comes into play on this drill, is have an offensive and defensive quality in each of your drills. So as a coach, I was really fortunate in high school 
that my assistant coach in high school, like if we were doing a defensive drill, he would coach the offense. Right. And if we were doing an offensive drill, he would coach the defense. I do that. So I, that's a great doing, thing for young coaches too. If you have yes. more than one person there, you can't look at everything. Like I'll literally, right. and I'm lucky. I got three assistants at my practices, but I'll say, Hey, you know, Nate, you're going to just watch defense. Cause I'm going to watch, you know, cause mm-hmm. I can, I, I can't watch three things, you know, I right. gotta, you know, but then, yeah. so they're hearing other voices from other people. I think that's a wonderful thing. For us, my assistant's in charge of the defense. I just gave it to him. So defense is yours. Run it by me before we do stuff. But then right. I take the offense. So anytime we're doing a drill, he's just coaching defense and I'm coaching offense. I love that. Yeah. Um, so on the pressure passing, we've got that first guy out there. Then So he's got he's to do a pivot, right? He's got to pick the ball up and pivot. And for the first 45 seconds, we'll tell the defense, be obvious. Either go out with your hands up so that he's got a fake high and pass it low. Right. You know what? You step through your waist or get your hands down. He's got a fake high or fake low and throw it off your ear. And so it's the, you know, the defense is telling you where to throw it. Right. And then for the next minute and 15 seconds, we'll tell the defense to be live. Now you're trying to get tips and now that guy's got to work it. So we're teaching. And then the guys at the other side, they got to catch it. Right. Right. You know, early in the season, we, I'm not a big guy to make guys run, but if they're not catching the ball, right. We're going to get out of line. And the thing about uh, passing is from a former shooter and my son's a shooter, put the damn ball where I can do something. Yes. Do. yes. It just irritates me to no end. Yes. It's like, first of all, if you, it's like there'll be a pass and it's like, if you to pass him the ball the right way, he shoots that. Maybe you don't want him to shoot it, but you gave him a place where he couldn't shoot that. Well, that it, it yeah. gives the defense time to close out. It does. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's not a skill that's taught at the younger level. I don't mm. think. Um, um yeah, so that and so to me, those are teaching drills. You know, right. those because we're really breaking it down. And and, and if, so before we do before we do the teaching, the so four o'clock of teaching, w- you have weights above that on your practice plan. Right. What, so are you you going hard? Do you have a different program during the season or out of the season? How does that work? Yeah, good question. We'll go. Uh, this would have been well. Obviously, this is preseason, so we're going three days a week. I think we went on Sundays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly. Um, and again, I, I don't know anything about weights. So my assistant coach took care of that. He got it in, actually our football coach did it for us Okay. and put it together for us. And so it, it was like the Sundays were hard. Thursdays were hard. Tuesdays were easier. Okay. Uh, we're lighter. Um, and then in season we'll go twice a week. Um, okay. and it's, it's maintenance it's not hard it's about 35 minutes okay and then honestly by the time we get to february we're lucky for getting in there once right is they're tired right it's a long season it's six months well especially for you with all those oh my god if you got that many weeks it's like you do so before we go on to the rest of it do you do you does your practices get shorter as the season goes on yes and and i've got some practice plans a little later in the season okay. and one in fact i got one our second to last one of the year uh was about an hour okay. um so yes early in the season we're going to go two hours 215 whatever we can whatever amount of time we got in the floor some you know obviously we've got to share with uh like at this point volleyball still playing and oh, our yeah, facility will only have two courts okay so we got to share and sometimes we got to go late i don't mind going late other than the family thing right. um but i'll go late early in the year um, 
so I can get to my one son played junior high basketball this year, so I can get to his game, and then we right. end up going late because my other son, or then we'd go early because then my other son was playing high school basketball. So right, and, um, and I tell I tell the young coaches you want to go two hours in February, but don't do it. It should yeah. almost it should almost be like a a slope, like you're skiing down mm-hmm. a hill. Yeah. You know, you can go totally. three hours early. I don't do that, tend to, but you, I mean, especially with film and stuff, I can go yep. long early. Yeah. But by, by that post Christmas, that, that, that slope is coming down mm-hmm. because physically, mentally, they're bang. It's those little naggy yep. things, too. I'm sure at this level, there's even more naggy yeah. stuff. Well, and, yeah. and your point about the film, you know, we, we might still have them for close to two hours. Right. But an hour and 15, hour and a half is on the court. The other time is right. in, the, in the film room. And, yeah. That, at that point, that's better for him than, than the, well, it, it's as good anyway yeah. for him as the stuff on the court. It's good teaching. It's good teaching. Yes. I agree. Film don't lie. You know? No, film, film don't, don't lie. lie. Oh, God, I use that quote all the time. Yep. Film don't lie, man. I heard we started anyone... taping our practices, too, so it's like, well, you're wrong. I'll go home <laughs> and send it to you. <laughs> I heard what, um, I can't think of who said this. Um, I was watching some one of those clinics online here recently and the coach was talking about in the film room. Um, he would say, instead of getting on him, he'd be like, that's not how Michael did it, you know, or right. one of the best players. Right. Or is that, is that how you want to look on film? Right. Is that something you want us to see instead of just berating him? Like it, it was, I don't know. It, it was different. Um, I, mean, I think back to a coach K thing. Coach K had problems with Hurley in that, in that, in that era <laughs> during the games. And he videotaped them to show him because he didn't know how bad he was acting. During yeah. It. It's yeah. similar. It's like, if you show yeah, them, absolutely. they can't, they can't deny it. It's right there. Look. Yeah. Um, so then we stretch. Okay. Um, this is me. I don't, we do defense first. Um, I got a theory, right or wrong. My theory is we're going to do defense first when they're fresh and they're excited to be at practice. Everybody loves offense, so let's do that when they're tired, and they, and they'll go. And and it, we can discuss that theory all we want, but that's me. It's how I've done it for years, and you could convince me to change it. But no, I, I think you're right on that. I tend to do more teaching too early. And yeah, well. yep. like if that you know, if I think of a two-hour practice, I'm going to do anything that's going to take their any brain cells in that for in, in the first, cause I'm not, I, they're not going to be as focused in that second half and yeah. they will be for offense, pushing the ball, pressure, turnovers, yeah. competition, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. More Absolutely. cerebral stuff. You're right. I try to put in the first quarter of the practice or third, yeah. first third. Totally agree. agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I love the defensive aspect of that though. Yeah. Um, so we'll do, I, I will have, I don't know, like I try to do early in the season, we'll try to do closeouts every day. Okay. I just think that is so important. You know, you asked about the difference from high school to college. What I discovered, you know, in especially, co- and not to pick on small schools, but especially coaching at Benton, basically our game plan was, you know, stop him and kind of pay attention to him. And the other three guys we don't care about. Right. Um, that, I wish that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in small schools, that's right. Yeah. We were fortunate. We had a lot of good players, but right. it was, you know, go guard that guy and you pay attention to him and we got him. Right. Uh, where in college, that guy that's shooting 31% from three probably shot 39 in high school. So if right. we don't guard him, he's going to knock it down. If you leave him open. Yeah. 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 Exactly. 
And so that's why to me, closeouts are so important. Um, and it's just something we try to work on daily. I mean, we don't daily. That's uh, coaches that say that are full of it. Um, right. but we really, it's something we try to do a lot. And even late in the year, we'll do a closeout drill, um, as our, like that warm up drill where the passing drill is here, we'll right. do a closeout drill there that takes five minutes. And I, I just think that's so important. It's vital. Um, so through this one, we start out with defense. We're with up, so it's like day three. So obviously we're on closeouts. We're on two on two gaps. We're working on our, our help recover and jump into the ball. But like that second one, again, closeout emphasis, jump to the ball emphasis. Right. Um, the 426, the four and four gap, uh, gaps, we're working on midline and recovering to your gap and not to your player. Right. All these. And, so, uh, you're, I, so, you're, so, so what you're doing, so I'm breaking it down for the people that are listening, yeah. you're breaking it down into little pieces. You're doing right. two, two, basically two on zero, two, two closeouts, two on two, yep. four on four, four on four. So you're breaking the defense down into pieces, basically. Yes. Okay. Yep. It, 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 you know what's interesting with that too, Steve is, um, and you you know you're a Wisconsin guy, so you Dick Bennett <laughs> with his he was always three on three defense was all broken down into pieces and and I I went followed that for a long time and then I, w- I was talking to Gardo he was still the assistant and I'm like so I want to come up and watch you guys do your defensive drills when do you do them first two weeks. So after the first couple of weeks, everything they do defensively, and I've kind of gone to this a little bit, is uh, five on five. Because he says, just like offense, the defense has to know where their help is. So if we're doing some two-on-two whatever drill, like a ball screen drill, I'm only working with the ball, the two guys on the ball, well, they're not going to trust it if they keep throwing it to the corners for shots. And, like, that makes sense to me. I've always done that. I've always broken things down. You know, we'll do we'll do the stuff that you're describing here, but it's a it's it's five percent of my entire practice mm-hmm. because I think it, you're right. They got to know rotations. They got to know. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But I, um, I think that's for for me. That's as we get into like after a month, we're gonna once we start playing games, then we'll break stuff down that you know we played whoever on Saturday, and boy, we were bad at this. Right. So we're going to break that down and do it. Yep. Um, but a lot, the other thing that we try to get into this is, and it's not much in here early. Oh, here we do. Like the 433 where it's four and four gaps and go, or even the four and four midline help recover to your gap. Right. We'll add a transition element to that. I love that. Yeah. Because it gets um, them going up and down the court. Yep. And, and then it makes it – so if we're doing – let's say it's shell drill and we're defending just cutters, you know, something simple. It's pass and cut, pass and right. cut. So now I go the other way. The, the guys that were on defense now have to play offense. So they have to have had listened to what we, we said. And the guys that were on offense now have to play defense. Like, Oh, I better jump to the ball. Cause that's, what, um, so we, I say it's also we, giving them a carrot cause they all want to play offense. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I hadn't thought about that. Um, <laughs> But I, and that goes back to that offensive and defensive quality as right. well. 
You right. know, so I think any any time you can add a, a transition element to your defensive drills, and in high school it's harder because sometimes you're sharing the court with the JV team or the it sophomore is. team. And, what I tell, and so what I, I tell, if you can if you can get two two or three concepts into a drill, too, the more concepts you can get into Absolutely. one thing, the better off. And that and part of that is practice, and you know, you practicing figuring out what's going to mm-hmm. work, what's not going to work with your specific team. But That's, yeah, because I, I had I get I had drills to show. Um, and I don't know if I can do it on a whiteboard. I can try it. If it doesn't work, we won't do it. We, we do a, we got one called the KO drill and the diamond drill. I love the KO drill. Okay. Cause we're working on defending flare screens, single staggers and double staggers all on the same drill. Oh, I love that. We'll try that at the end. We'll see if we can. Yeah. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if I can't draw it up, I'll try to get it to you. So at least, you okay. have it. but, but you talk about your con we're working, we're, we're basically we've covered everything other than post to post and right. we, we've covered a lot that's a lot of stuff getting done and then we make that competitive so the guys love that right and we make it we add the transition element to it there's a lot i love those drills you know we'll play a race to 18 first team to score 18 points twos and threes and they absolutely eat that up they love that and how do you do that with that many guys other guys standing with 20 yeah well what happens early in the season we'll have three teams Okay. Or maybe even four teams. Because we, we've got – we bought some extra practice jerseys. Just, we've got old ones sitting around that are right. – like we got old uniforms we'll use sometimes. Right. Um, so we might have four teams. But we'll certainly have three. But then we have a reserve team. So this year we didn't because we ended up down to like 16 guys. Long um, right. So then it was easy enough. But like last year we had 22, 21 uh, we'd have a reserve team, so there would be eight guys that would be practicing in the, at a different time. My assistant for an hour, hour and a half, and I'd be there too to help a little bit. But they'd right. be getting skill work and fundamental stuff and some team concepts. So then there'd be the varsity practice where there was the fifteen of us. Right. Okay. And and then we, so then there's not as much standing around. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah. Right. Right. And that's why we play reserve games. You know, like I said, we want to get. We want to make sure guys play. You know, if right. you're offering your money, you're going to get to play basketball. You're not going to come sit in the bench and right. <laughs> you know, eat somebody's caddy. Right. Um, there are NAI schools that have basketball. They'll have basketball rosters of 45. I, I mean, I, I was surprised. I went and watched um, Cade, Cade uh, my point guard from last year, play Edgewood, and it was yeah. like I was surprised. It was it was mid twenties for both teams. Yeah. 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 I, th- there are a couple of schools in our conference that have 45 guys and if i walk in the gym and i'm like the seventh string point guard i'm probably not going to play right ever (laughs) ever (laughs) yeah so but that's a another story right um so then as you can kind of see we're getting through a lot of defensive stuff and then we'll stick uh the six ball shooting um is a three-point shooting drill um going up and down and we've got it timed and scored Uh, it's three minutes it's got six minutes listed there so it must have been the first time we've done it and I gave myself some time to explain it. Okay. Um, and then the Louisville and transition. And do you put time a, on the clock? How, yes. how, how, how close are you to these times? Which was going to get me to another point about practicing. We're pretty close to right on because okay. we'll put time on the clock. And I've also done practices, and I had one written up here where – because I, I don't know how you are, Steve. I, thought, I saw a guy take a piece of paper, made it 30 minutes each quarter, wrote down – a list of things in each quarter that he wanted to get done from most important to least important. So if they didn't get that stuff at the bottom, he didn't care. It might be on all four different quadrants thinking he'll get to it once. 
So they'll spend this first 30 minutes doing these. There's six drills. The men only get through four. And he doesn't care about the last two. Go to the right. next 30. There's not time on the clock, so the players don't know when the drills. So they're not cons- – we did one one day, and I was a little upset with them. Um, I said, guys, we've got – it's like 10 in the morning on a Saturday. We got the gym till 3.30. We put 99 minutes on the clock for each drill that we did. And I said, we're going to do it until Coach and I are happy with how you're doing it. We did one drill for 35 minutes. Um, A total lesson, I bet. Yeah. And the thing was, we still got out of there inside of two hours. Right. You know, but I said, we're going to do, yeah, we're going to do four drills and we're going to do them till they're right. You might be out of here in 15 minutes. I don't think you will. Right. Um, And we got till 3.30. We might be here for five. And so I, I like that because then they're not looking at the clock like, ah, eh, there's only two minutes left. I can take a break. Right. So there's good and bad to this. I'm a anal guy, so I'm a little, you know, kind of organized. To the but minute. you stay I, pretty close to your time. Like if it's do. five, you're starting Louisville probably. Out of that, so that first, with the defensive stuff, that's pretty intense. And the Louisville thing is is a competitive drill that the players love. You've probably, it's, it's a, you know, a continuous – three on two with a chaser. Okay. Everybody's got a version of it. Yeah. There's all name. sorts of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, the players love it and that's pretty intense. So then we'll go to the, then we're going to come out of that and do something that's going to be, I don't want to say not just light. It's halftime. Like yeah, you, yes. you've almost broken it up. Like I've changed the way I practice. I basically try to do my practice like a game. I have a mm-hmm. pregame. I have the first half. I have halftime. I have the second half. I have post game. And yep. you're kind of breaking it up the yep. way I do. Like no, you did yeah, your that's... stuff at the beginning, then you had your intense. Now you're you're not lighting it. You're light. You're it's halftime a little bit, maybe yeah. water breaking. You talk to them. Yep. Stuff. And then you come yep. back to the second half. I love that. Yep. Yeah. And then we're gonna do position breakdowns. You know, coach, assistant coach, gonna take the posts. I'm gonna take the perimeters. I got here 15 minutes. We're gonna work on that for 15 minutes. Then you can see at the end we're gonna do team stuff. Right. You know, we're gonna come in and do transition offense. Yeah, and that's just what we're working on for the day. You know, rim rum, kick ahead, post entry. Then we did deuce drag, where we get down. We're trying to get into a ball screen, and then we got one. We talk about kick ahead, ace into a right. ball screen, and then we do it uh, five on five. We stat any time we're playing five on five for the first month of the season. We've got a managers. We're gonna stat it. We're gonna. And I used to do it in high school too for the first two weeks. And what um, do you mean stat it? Like, what are you st- – uh, everything you can? You, we'll, we'll keep it to uh, assists, turnovers. We don't do rebounds. Um, okay. Shooting, uh, layups or paint shots, mid-range shots, threes. We'll break them into those three categories. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like. Um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, steve at teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.